Welcome to the Aligned and Ambitious Podcast. This show was created for women who are completely unapologetic about their ambition and their goals. This platform will empower you to create a life and business that you are obsessed with and not settle for anything less. I'm your host, Taylor Slango, mindset and business coach, dog mom to Marley, and founder of the CEO Vibe Integration Mastermind. I don't believe in trading dollars for hours, trading your well-being for success, or waiting years to see results. I help purpose-driven, high-achieving women work from a place of flow rather than hustle so they can create more consistency, influence, and income in their life and business. There is magic in every single episode and no topic is off limits. So come prepared to learn, laugh, and rise to your next level. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. If you are listening to this on the podcast, welcome, welcome. If you are listening to this in the Aligned and Ambitious Entrepreneur Facebook group, what's up? Today, I have one of my good friends and peers, Dr. Annalie, with us today. And today, we're just going to have a really chill and open conversation surrounding self-love and worthiness and how that impacts your business, but also genuinely every other area of your life. We were just kind of chatting about what this looks like and how it can play into relationships and, you know, love affairs and business and receiving and how you feel about yourself and just so many things. So Annalie, thanks for being here. Why don't you just introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background? Yes, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So for those of you guys who don't know, I am Dr. Annalie. I am a chiropractor as well as a self-love coach. And so I really got into the work that I'm doing now through my own transformation. I realized I was overweight. Things were not working out in my life. I was miserable. I was in a bad relationship. And when I learned to love myself, worthiness to what we were saying, everything in my life started to shift and not just shift in a small way, but miraculously. It wasn't just one thing I started working on. And so what I realized was this was the missing foundational piece. And I couldn't believe I was learning about it at 25. So I was like, I have to get this information out to the world. And so since then, that has been my mission. I I work with women one-on-one in in my courses, in my programs, and, and teaching and speaking and podcasts like this. That is my passion to just get that information out there. I agree. And I went through a huge, like, like you said, it's not subtle. It's not something where you realize it like gently over time. It's kind of like you wake up one day and you're like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because I actually like used to heavily identify as an extrovert. I actually think like everyone has a little bit of both mixed in with them, but I used to be social, wanting to host the events, go to friends' houses. Like me and my mom would get in arguments because she said like from like age six to pretty much like 20, I did not want to be home. I did not want to be alone. I did not want to be in my own time or hanging out with my family. And when I got into entrepreneurship and you know, personal development and exploring who I really am. I was like, I wanted so much socialization because that was my form of validation. 
And now in my business and like where I am in my life, I actually like have kind of released that. Like I've even had people say like, Taylor, you don't play in the wine tours. You don't do all these things anymore. <laughs> and it's like, cause I was never doing them for myself. And I've never actually enjoyed my time as my time as much before. And I think it had to do with my relationship with myself. And it was just blinded and buried because who can identify that at 13, 16, 18? It's, it's difficult. Yes. I relate to you so much. I love that you say that because I too, I thought I was this extrovert. I was going out all the time. I'm always with people. I can't be alone. And now too, with having my own business, I feel like I identify more with being an introvert. And that's what happened was I started validating myself, loving myself and feeling worthy. And it, it's true, especially at those younger ages in middle school and high school, when you're looking for all of that approval and just to fit into these groups and to finally connect and hang out with people. But when it's coming from that space of trying to fill your cup up from all of those other people, you'll start to get drained and it's not sustainable. Oh my God, I know. I don't know if you can see, but I'm like feeling this very deeply and like I'm super moved by it just because I just want to like hug that version of ourselves. You know, like she didn't know any better and she was in so much pain and judgment and confusion and all of these emotions that didn't really have anything to do with her. And I think when it's not addressed, it's carried throughout your entire life and it's harder even to deal with it at 25, 30, 50. Like you don't know at what point in people's lives they're finally, I don't know, having this conversation or this awakening or whatever you want to call it. And I think especially now with everything going on, um, this is something I was talking to my husband, you know, there are people that are validated by their titles, their careers, their jobs, you know, who they see in the daily, who are kind of stripped down and forced to look in the mirror right now with all of the quarantining and social distancing. So I would just kind of love to hear your take on what do you define as self-love and how do we transition into the conversation of how to evaluate and audit kind of where you are on that spectrum? Yeah. I, it, people ask me all the time, they're like, what is self-love? And you know, some people can think it's just being obsessed with yourself or taking selfies or that it's taking bubble baths and going to get a manicure. But what to me self-love really is, is treating and talking to yourself like that little girl inside of you, that little girl or a best friend, treating yourself that way. There's so many times when you're so kind to your best friend, or if there's a little girl in front of you who's coming to you with a problem, you would comfort her, you would validate her, you would see her, you would give her attention, you would cheer her on. But then when it comes to yourself, I notice a lot of people, it's like beating themselves up, criticizing themselves, nitpicking, feeling like they're not doing enough, they should be doing more. So what yeah. Yeah. And um, like the term, especially in relating to entrepreneurship, self-sabotaging, I think is actually stemmed from the relationship with yourself. That's why you hear mindset coaches and business coaches say you're self-sabotaging. It's because you're literally getting in your own way by your lack of awareness of the relationship you actually hold with yourself. A hundred percent. And if we're talking about worthiness too, we of course will subconsciously self-sabotage because if we don't feel worthy of having more clients, of having more money, something inherently tells us we're not good enough or who are we to deserve that? We will self-sabotage it by not following through or we then will miss an appointment or we will get sick or, oh, I have a headache. The excuses can come on strong, but it's no coincidence when it's self-sabotage. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about this a lot. I mean, if you guys have ever heard me talk about sales, the first thing I will talk to you about and open up with is worthiness and self-love. And do you believe you can have it? And are you open to receiving? And I'm, I'm not even going to touch strategies or pricing or any of the other logistical things, because if that part is not solid, I always compare it to Jenga. It's like a game of Jenga. Like you can you know, attempt to build on this really shaky foundation, but eventually it's going to come crashing down. And I would just love to kind of talk about how do we prevent that? How do we build on a solid foundation? And I know a lot of listeners right now are probably thinking, well, I can't just put business on pause to like work on my self-love. You know, a lot of people in this community are super tuned into that piece of themselves, but they're also really driven and ambitious. And it's hard for them to slow down and shift from money-making activities to self-healing activity. So where do you start? Is it a a shift in routine? Like, what do you actually recommend? Yeah. So that's one of the first things that comes to mind is that it is sticking to a routine, but like you said, you have to know why you're sticking to this routine, why you're loving yourself, why you're taking care of yourself. And it's beautiful. You, you said this, a similar thing. I would say you build your house on rocks, not on sand. So Yes, you're going to still do the money-making activities. You're not going to slow down with the strategy. It's that you're going to implement these things into your routine and into how you talk to yourself so that you can, when you're going into the money-making routines, you're in alignment. Mm -hmm. You're doing it too from a place of worthiness. If not, you're on a hamster wheel and you can do the money-making activities, for example, all day long and expending all this energy, but people can feel the energy. People can know too, if you're, if you're not in your worth. And so it's like, okay, you report back to your business coach. Like I did all the money-making activities that you said, I even did more. I actually did double, but it's still not working for me. And so that's where it's like, okay, I need to really love myself and have this solid foundation where I know that I can receive that so that when I do the money-making activities, they naturally fall into place or they're more effective. And even with you and your business, like you can really speak to this. I mean, me and Annalie have been in coaching programs together in all these different containers over the last several months. And I firsthand literally watched you and have had literal in-person conversations with you about like the direction and how you're feeling and just watching you go from like trying to put yourself in this box because all of these other opinions and you were trying to seek, you know, approval in that regard to stepping into your own arena and validating your damn self. And right before we hopped on this call, I I actually said to you, I was like, I feel as a recipient of like your content as a consumer, it feels different. It feels more empowering. And it's because you're practicing what you're preaching here today. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad that this came up because this is true. It's like everything with my mission, it's, it's called coming home and it's, it's doing things the way that feel good to you. It's doing things that are authentic to you. So even with business, a lot of you guys watching, you're entrepreneurs or you want to be an entrepreneur. When you are loving yourself enough to honor yourself and do what feels good to you, if you like pink, but your coach or somebody is telling you, don't do pink anymore, do blue. It won't, your money-making activities, all your reaching out to clients, your discovery calls will not work and they won't be sustainable. You have to still follow your heart and trust your desires and love yourself enough to know that maybe people don't approve of it or maybe people don't think that's the best thing for you. But if you're doing what's true to you and you're being in alignment and authentic, 
that's when the magic happens. And that's why Taylor has been watching me. She saw me go from just following other coaches or other peers, their suggestions, don't do this, do that. But it wasn't authentic for me. And so when I just stepped into my authenticity, that's when I was able to blow up. And I felt the same way because I went through a very similar transition where I was like, everyone who like has what I think I want is doing something. So if I do, if I just, you know, step in line and get in formation, as Beyonce would say, like, <laughs> yeah, Beyonce into it. it'll, it'll work for me. And I actually found the exact opposite. And we even went through like a rebrand at a really similar time. And we were even having this conversation together months and months and months ago. And I agree, but I also think it's important to talk about like, it's not just about loving yourself when things are going your way, because there are going to be days where you're like, who am I to do this? And I fucked up that live stream or I missed that. You know, you're going to just be human. And it's even more important to honor and love yourself in that space. So could you talk about a time where you were a client has gone through something that's difficult and kind of have leaned back into the self-acceptance and self-worthiness to move through it? Yeah, I love that you're you're saying this because that's something that you think, oh, when you love yourself, it's all going to be like rainbows and butterflies. But what it really is, is learning to love yourself in the ick, in the when when the client cancels or when somebody wants to get out of a contract or when when things aren't going your way and it can feel like it's just pouring down. And so one thing that really has helped, so I'm not exactly thinking of a certain situation right now. But when you can accept in that moment that everything is exactly how it's meant to be and that you can handle it and that you get to still love yourself, all of your flaws, and it's, it's extra, it's going extra on loving yourself in those moments, giving yourself more of what you need. Maybe you need a little bit more time off instead of, I should be doing more. It's mm -hmm. stepping back and asking yourself, what do I need right now? How can I accept this situation and how can I make the best out of it instead of going into the normal beating yourself up and falling down that, that spiral? And a lot of the time too, because all of this, and you guys know this because we've talked about it on many different like platforms, but it just comes down to unconditioning the conditioned fucked upness in you. And we have been so used to like all of us, nobody's excluded from this at all. Like whatever race, ethnicity, age, gender, wherever you are in the world, whatever your religion is, I do not give a fuck. You fall into this category. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> um, and it's that we are conditioned to seek that external validation down to when we're young. Like you're a good girl. You're a good boy. What does that mean? I'm, I'm doing what I'm told and I'm getting that, you know, additional layer of validation from when we're two, three, four. And when we're bad, we go in timeout. When we're bad, we get our toys taken away. And when we're good, we get like a cupcake or something. And, you know, at four, five, six, seven, eight, twelve, whatever it is, like that stays so deep within you. And then you get into your 20s or 30s or wherever you are in life as a business owner. And what starts to happen is you start to misvalidate yourself before anyone else actually has the opportunity to. And this looks like I was just having a conversation um, in Slack with some of my mastermind girls because they're like, 
I really believe I have this thing to help, but I don't want to say this because I know people are going to be judgy. And it's like, are you just judging yourself before you're actually giving the opportunity for people to judge you? Like, are you telling yourself no before actually giving people the opportunity to say yes? Because that's another form of self-sabotage that doesn't come down to coronavirus or marketing or sales. That's coming back to you and how you feel about yourself. Mm. That's amazing that like what you said and that awareness too, because also if you're, if you're sitting there thinking like, I don't want to put something out because people are going to judge me, you will then, if that's what's going on in your mind, that's what's going on inside you on the outside will find evidence to support that. So there could be a million people who like love what you have to say, and there will be one or two that are judging and you'll be like, see, like they're judging it. They hate it your mind or subconscious will go directly to that thing. And so that's why it is so important to unlearn and peel back those limiting beliefs, those limiting stories, heal and forgive them. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast this morning and um, she was talking about how when you're in that bad mindset, you can find anything as evidence, yeah. like literally anything. Oh, only people instead of 45 liked my Instagram post, like, see, I'm not supposed to be doing it. And it's like so irrelevant and taken out of context because you've already mentally decided. And then when you come to pricing and selling and dear God, do we even go into the realm of high ticket? If you are in that mental state, you can just forget it because I've been in a state where I've sold like a $17 offer and a $15,000 offer. And it's detachment from both. It's not a strategy. It's not a skill. It's I believed I was inherently worthy of both offers and they, they do good. They provide value. And that's the place I was coming from. So let's talk about worthiness when it comes to sales. Like, do you have clients who are entrepreneurs and how do you, I guess, move them through this where they can heal some parts of themselves and it will translate into more money? Because that did happen with you and with yeah, me. It did. Yeah, 100%. And so, especially how you were just talking about how there can sometimes even be issues with selling something $17 and something $15,000. And so I always too touch on when you are selling something, it, it's your come from. Are you selling from the place that you think you're taking from somebody or that then they're out of serve or they're out of money? So that's just one, that's like a surface level way to address it. When you can constantly shift your mind into that, your service is of high value and that by them spending more money or even money at all, they're getting value out of it. When you buy something or you get something for free, somebody could give you a $5,000 course and you get it for free. Do you show up for it the same way? Or is it in the back burner of like, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing to look at. But the next thing is that when it comes to the worthiness and going deeper for you to be able to give to either your audience, to your clients, to your family, to your boyfriend, to your kids, whoever you're in relationship with, if money is, is required to take care of yourself, to feed yourself with organic foods, to be able to get a gym membership, to be able to take care of your children and to provide them with school and educational things. You're not doing anybody a service and being able to give to more when you're not allowing yourself to receive. Receiving too, to me, is letting God or letting the universe, letting higher power, whatever you can resonate with that can land with you, you're letting that in. By you not receiving and you thinking that it's better to give everything away for free or to not charge that much or you feel bad, you're not letting God or source in. Mm. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, I, I don't know if you follow her, but my audience knows I, I love Amanda Francis. I love her. Oh, I love yeah. her. Um, I got to meet her in person. <laughs> oh, she, I just like, I resonate with her so deeply. And okay. something she says is basically anything that doesn't feel good is a lie. And there's no box of like, here's how you should feel. Here's how you shouldn't. If you're thinking of like, wow, maybe I should charge this and it's not an empowered place. Like that's a lie. And, and she said, I was listening, the podcast this morning was with her and with Kate Scudder, if any of you guys know Kate Scudder and something that they kind of got talking about was when something doesn't feel good, one, there's something way deeper going on, but two, it's all made up anyway. Mm -hmm. It is literally all made up anyways. So if it's all just make-believe, why don't we choose to make-believe something better? And it even goes back to that, like, innocence of a child before all of this conditioning starts and being able to like dream those big dreams like none of us were ever shy or embarrassed to be like I'm gonna be the president I'm gonna be a princess like we had no shame we had no self-doubt and yet now it's like we're we're in our 20s or 30s or whatever and it's like you're so hesitant to say that you want to make 100k in your business like just 20 years ago you were ready to be the queen of England what happened Launch Party Week is back. This is my favorite five-day free challenge, and it is full of business training and launch planning. We will talk about all of the different elements that go into planning and executing a five-figure launch, and you can sign up for free at taylorslango.com slash launch party. I know. Yeah, and that's that's where it comes back into what we're doing now in this day and age is we're unlearning. We're peeling back all of, all of those beliefs and layers that we picked up. And so I always say too, like, we're all a diamond. We're all worthy. We're all whole. We're all complete. We all get to have our desires. But right now, some of us just have shit covered up on it. And so what we're doing is we're just dusting it off. And so that is why I love how Amanda too says it's all made up and these, you can be anything you want. And we learned that as a kid, but it's true. So even right now, if you tell yourself losing weight is so hard for me, that will be your reality. Or if you say losing weight is easy for me, that too will be your reality. So you get to choose. And some some stories might take a little bit longer and you might have to go a little bit deeper, but that still is the work. And that doesn't really end, but that is the work. It's it's shifting that that mindset and those beliefs before, before you take an action. I'm so glad you said the work never ends because it doesn't. And it goes back to the misconception of like, I'm going to have my spiritual awakening. Like I'm going to get to know myself. I'm going to like, you know, be a manifester as if you weren't already one. And then life is like unicorns. And I think that's why like, there's a lot of controversy on like the secret and the law of attraction and how we display that information and teach those principles to our audience. Because like, it's not like that at all. I think, you know, you're better equipped. So yesterday, you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram stories, like I had a moment where I was like, just really overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. There was a lot of noise. I actually found myself watching a Facebook live thinking to myself, wow, like, should I be offering something like this? And I sat down with my husband last night and I said, never, like, honestly, honest to God, never in my business have I, have I looked at someone else's content and compared it to my own. Like I've always been in a place, not always, but in, in, this stage of my life, I've been in a place where I'm like, there's enough, there's clients, like her idea, I'm going to support it. And my ideas are awesome. And yesterday was a huge red flag for me to consume something. And then like, 
kind of hammer down on myself because of it. And those are the moments where this shit matters. So yesterday I could have like spiraled and consumed more and got more overwhelmed and burnt out and, you know, just the quicksand of your mind. But I chose to instead honor myself because I respect myself. I love myself. So what I did was protect myself. I got off social media. I reminded myself of who I was. I did my meditation. I did things that brought me joy. And it's how it's just being equipped with like those skills and knowing how to navigate those situations instead of letting that situation kind of navigate you. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up because we truly are never immune to obstacles coming up or a moment of catching ourselves comparing, even though we normally never do that. But when you truly love yourself, you're doing this work, you have the tools, you can choose again. It's just like Oprah's not immune to it. Gabby Burke is not immune to it. And that's one thing too with my, like the coming home movement. It's, It's all of us sharing what we're really struggling with too and not just acting like everything's okay and everything's fine all the time. It's, it's being honest and being real and being like, oh shoot, like I did catch myself comparing or, but I caught myself and then I chose again. But luckily I have these tools and these resources. Like there's many people who, who don't or, and who spiral down and then they're depressed, but then they're depressed over something and really feeling upset when they don't really know what's going on in that person's life too, or what they're struggling with. Yeah. Because the source of your emotions isn't normally what you think it is either. Like yesterday, me watching that video, it really didn't have anything to do with, you know, the person I was watching or her offer or what she's doing. Like, I love this person. I support her. It had nothing to do with her. It had to do with something going on on the inside. And I knew that if I had all this noise and fluff going on outside, I couldn't, you know, peel back the onion to figure out what that is. And I think once you figure out what that is, it actually sets you free. But if you aren't, connected to yourself in this way, you actually do the opposite and you bury yourself in the noise because it's a distraction to you. And I think that's when you go in this circle of just quicksand, you know? Yes. And that's, that's something beautiful. It's like, you're conscious enough. Now you've done a lot of this work too. You're getting to know yourself. You know, that anything that creates a trigger or a response in you, it has nothing to actually ever do with the other person. They're always just mirroring something either a light in you that you see that you have that potential to reaching or something that you want or something that's unhealed in you. And so you use that information to be supportive instead of destructive. And even what you said um, before about like the weight loss thing, I I know that we've kind of talked about this lately, but I have approached weight loss in so many different ways in my life and like so many crazy diets and workouts and I lost the weight, but never felt like, you know, I felt skinny some days, but I didn't feel strong or like comfortable. And since January 6th was the actual date, because I was like, I'm making a change this year and I'm going to change because I've changed the way I looked at business and sales. I've kind of like got that on lock for the level that I'm at right now. But something that's really struggling is my health and wellness, because I'm coming from a place of hate and judgment of like looking in the mirror and thinking of the thoughts where like, you know, you got big hips girl or like, you know, look at her and look at her brand photos. You're not going to look like that. And I would self-sabotage every time. It didn't matter what I ate or how much I worked out or how much water I drank because I was coming from a lower energetic place. So I said, January 6th, I'm doing things for me. I'm going to find the balance. I'm going to do the 80-20. I'm not going to deprive. I'm going to do it because I have big goals. My body's my vessel. So I was really changing the narration. I was changing the story. I was like, I'm not going to weigh myself. And the same thing with sales. Like I don't check my sales goals every day because that's not a metric that makes or breaks me. And it's not something that I have to upset 
obsess over just like the number on my scale, but rather, how do I feel in business every day? How do I feel when I spend money? How do I feel when I go shopping? How do I feel when I look in the mirror? And those things can all shift, but it's because of what's going on in here, not out here. Yes. And I'm so proud of you. I always see, yes, seriously. No, you are, you are just so inspiring in, in all departments, but I love that you, you, you got it. Like you get it that it has to come with it from within and it has to come from that place of how do I, how do I want to feel not so much a number. And I think it's beautiful that you can apply it to business, but you also can apply it to weight loss people. You can also apply this in relationships, whatever it is, insert whatever. But once you're having that shift from the inside and, and it's your come from, that's what I would always share too. Like, why do you even want to lose the weight? Cause you'll hit that number sometimes. Right. And then you still don't feel skinny. And it's like, I thought at this number, I would feel skinny or you hit this business goal. I thought I would then feel abundant. It's not that feeling comes first, that feeling you start to apply that into your life every day. Then naturally you'll start to stick to your workouts or stick to your diets. You won't do, there won't be little loopholes almost where you you're self-sabotaging, even if it's something so small, those, those little habits and patterns will start to fade away once you shift on the inside. It's so funny you said that too, because I had just recently in the last few months hit my first $20,000 cash. And it was awesome because it's like, that's the thing. It's like a notch in the belt, you know, but when it was all said and done, I was like, you know, I'm the same. Like I, I'm still like moving forward and I still feel good. And there was this like illusion that you hit this goal and you know, you have this money in your bank account and you like feel different. And it, it, it didn't feel like I expected it to feel like, and it's because my fulfillment isn't through looking at my P and L and being like, yay, we passed this amount. I was more fulfilled during the launch and making the course and doing the things that I knew were going to make a difference and getting the DMS from people inside my program saying like, this is so helpful. I've, I've signed this client. So it's like, I, it could be any number and that's on the scale or in your bank account or whatever. But I think just driving home the point that you might convince yourself that once it happens, like your whole life is going to get better and you're going to be so disappointed and discouraged and knocked down when it's not like that and you're going to keep reaching for more but the reality is it's going to continue to feel like not enough until you decide that you are enough as is yes that's what it all is it's coming into that homeostasis that balance of where you are enough where you are worthy now you are you can approve of yourself now and also i feel like life is a metaphor and and a lot of people have said it's like it's the journey, not the destination. It's like, okay, we hear that and we know that, but we're still not applying it into our lives. And so that's why I always say to come back to those simple truths. It really is the actual journey because if you keep focusing on that destination, that, that weight loss goal, that, that money goal, like you said, you get there and you feel empty or you feel like, I thought this would finally make me change or make me feel a certain way. And, and you're missing out on life that way. You're just setting yourself up for feeling disappointed, feeling like, yeah, you're not doing enough. You're not good enough. But when you can shift on the inside, starting to say, I'm enough now, I approve of myself now, I'm still working towards my goals, but where I'm at right now is still enough. Yeah. And that's a good conversation too, because I, we always talk about in this community, like the, if then mentality, like if I make this, then I'll be happy when I hit this, then I'll do this. And we have it so backwards because it never works like that. It doesn't. I spent, yeah, many years with like, 
trying to lose weight, especially. And I still, it was like, okay, I would lose the weight. I'm so un, unfulfilled. But then when I started working out in a way where I'm like, I want to work with my mind and challenge my mind and get to know myself better and see how far I can go. And I want to feel healthy. I came from that different kind of place, just like you with the business goals. I love seeing the DMs and how much people I'm helping. Like when you come from that energy, it's like, no wonder you had a $20,000 month. Like that naturally will start to happen because you're enjoying the process of it. You're actually loving what you're doing. You're not just focused on let's hit that 20, 20K month. It's not my, right. My mom and I always talk about this in terms of vacations because it's the same. Like we get super excited and the hype of the countdown and the packing and like taking off work, like that is genuinely more like, I don't know, it, it, exciting than the vacation itself. And it's like, yeah. credit the trip, but it's true. It's the hype and the buildup and the planning and the process. It really is. And I think, I think that's, something it can it it can take time to get to that point where you realize that but once you realize it it really clicks so hopefully like all of you guys listening to you're like really start to notice it and start with whatever it is whatever goal it is that you have right now or what what is that thing that you're like looking forward to so much and you can't wait to have it is it meeting your your husband or getting engaged or starting that business hitting that goal that weight loss goal like there you're like oh I can't wait start to like bring that excitement into your life now. And all of the things I also would tell any client or any of my audience, how do you think it's going to make you feel? Are you going to feel more confident? Are you going to feel stronger? Are you going to feel more connected? And every little thing that you're doing, add that in, whether you're doing the dishes or you're sending emails or you're journaling or you're reading, how can you infuse that energy now? Yes. Oh my gosh. I remember over the summer when I was transitioning into business coaching and things were really starting to pick up for me and I launched my first high ticket offer. What I did to tap into that, because I don't want to like discredit anyone who doesn't feel like they're at that point with themselves yet. Like it it really is a journey. I don't want you guys to think like, oh yeah, Taylor and Annalie have businesses and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like you, you guys have heard this is a work in progress for many, many <laughs> years. It's not gonna, I, I, I've come to accept it doesn't end. I just have now more tools and resources of how to navigate it. Yeah. So something that I did was I wrote down a post and it was like, okay, I'm going to write a post and here's like the hook, like how I sold out my high ticket launch without ads. And I just wrote it and I did not actually sell it, sell it out at the time. But I was like, I'm going to tap into what it really does feel like and write this out. And just like two weeks later, I was actually able to use that content because it happened, but it's because I got myself to that state and, you know, we could talk about this forever. We really could. I think I believe in it so much. I believe in what you do, but I would say, let's wrap it up with like, here's my take on it for you guys. If you look in the mirror and you have some bad conversations going on. If you look at in your bank account and you have some really bad conversations going on, like if you, the way to kind of audit where you are in your relationship with yourself, I think the simplest way to do that is to tune into how you're actually talking to yourself every minute of every day. And that should give you a pretty good gauge. A hundred percent. And tuning in, like you just said, like, oh, if you're having those bad conversations, accepting where you're at, like if your bank account's in the negative or it's really low and you don't like it, or you don't like your weight, it's like, looking at it right now and accepting it and being like, Oh, okay. Like, and not putting your head in the sand, then you can actually do something about it. So I think the acceptance is the first step and then shifting, really shifting those conversations and and being 
radically honest with yourself. Like, are you actually talking well about your finances, your body, all these things? Or are you kind of just doing it here and there or saying you're changing the conversation? Yeah, take- nobody else's. Yeah. Like nobody else is going to be like, hey, you're having that thought again. Like that is really your responsibility. And a lot of the thoughts and things you're saying to yourself, you'd probably never, ever say out loud. So it's like you can't rely on like your husband or your friend or your business coach to pull that out of you. Nope. And that's why I say it's it's being your own best friend and catching yourself yeah. in that moment. Like, ooh, I, w- I wouldn't say that to a best friend. I wouldn't say that to my husband. So don't say it to you because that will start to show up out in your life. So those are like the basic things with with loving yourself and stepping into your worth, you, we don't need to make it any more complicated. It's it's right now just bringing it back into simple. Yeah. Spoiler alert, you guys, there's not a five-step framework. It's really nope. actually like getting real and honest with yourself within. Like nobody can do that or tell you how or guide you through it. You know, you have people like us who will give you all the resources and reflect back to you and be that mirror and hold space. But when it comes to identifying it and sitting with it in your own time when nobody's around you, when you don't have the inspirational podcast on like you do right now, that's when it matters the most. Yes. A hundred percent. So thank you so much for being like, this is such an important conversation. Where can my listeners find you? Yes. So I'm mostly on Instagram. So my Instagram is doctor spelled out O-N-A-L-E-E. And you're welcome to message me. I love to talk to you guys. And then I have a ton of freebies on my website. Any courses, programs, anything you want to look at, just go to my website, which is dranalee.com. Yes, connect with Annalie. Her content is amazing. Like if you want your daily dose of this, she provides it. And I'm such a big supporter of her coming home program because that's what it's about. It's not about discovering a new self. It's just revisiting who you always were and stripping away all the shit that has been imposed on you since, you know, you've been in this physical world. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Love you. I loved you since the day I met you. (laughs) Back at you. I know we'll be hugging in person again soon. For sure. So thank you guys. And I can't wait to connect with you guys more. Yes. Okay, guys, we will talk to you soon. Bye. That's a wrap. I'm so grateful you were here for this episode and I hope it inspired you to build your life and your business on your own terms in a way that feels aligned for you. If you loved today's episode, share it on your Instagram story, tag me in a post, subscribe, or leave a review. Every share and every review is so appreciated and so noticed. Before you go, I wanted to invite you to come hang out with me in my Aligned and Ambitious Facebook group a community for purpose-driven, badass women who are ready to rise to their next level. Go to taylorslango.com slash group to join for free.